0: Romumu.org For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs please visit jcastnetwork.org There was a written sermon so here we go You know, if you don't know it in here, then it doesn't matter You know that feeling Not the one I just experienced, but (laughs) you know that feeling when you go to bed at night and you just can't get the pillow exactly the way you want it? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands because I feel as though it's as universal as, you know, as the eyes and the ears, like that those who are privileged enough to have a pillow never find a side that they quite like enough. They keep turning it over and over again. This comfort of the head, the sense that pillows are much more than just a pillow, that something fundamental about our ability to sleep and perchance to dream is wrapped in not only with the bed we sleep in, but where we lay our head to rest. I want to come back to that slightly. Joking beginning because it's fundamental to the story that I think everybody here at least is familiar with on some level, but we'll, we'll revisit it now. But this whole business of leave taking, of being unsettled and resting, this fundamental human and universal story of those who leave comfort or sent out or exiled to some degree, the hero's journey begins with a sense of having to leave a place to find another place to go off into the great unknown the great unpromised seeking something and so the question of course in general when we talk about leave taking when we talk about dislocation and alienation and maybe we could call it exile when you're not in your place When you're not in the place where you think you should be or should have been, whether it's yesterday or today, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, whether it's a country, whatever the sense of anomie, the sense of being somehow off. It's not quite right. This isn't as it should be or as it should have been. Something is missing, something's awry. This is not the script I was given something of a dissonance between how we imagine things would have turned out or should have turned out and the way they really are. The question, of course, is what allows us, what gives us the succor, the support, the stability to live in those places? How do we make a home in a place we feel we shouldn't be in? How do we arrive in a place where we should never have been brought to? Is there an insight? Is there something that we should know to pack in our bag? Because guess what, everybody, all of us always are living on the verge of that. Every moment, every day. Some of us in the most absolute way. And almost all of us in some... some... some element of that, maybe to be human possibly so here's a story that I think all of you are familiar with, but it deserves its own, like, deserves something we need to go over it Jacob in tomorrow morning's weekly wisdom in that advice column that we look at each and every week for 2,000 years, the story is Jacob is on the run He's a fugitive from his brother Esau, who wants to kill him. It was pretty good for Jacob. His mother loved him. She worked it out so that he'd become, even though he wasn't the firstborn. He lived a very sedentary life. He was very sheltered. He was very taken care of. He lived halim. He you know, he lived in tents. That's what Jacob did. Like Yaakov, He didn't leave with a band There wasn't a big party for Jacob We don't see him leaving the way that Abraham left When God commanded Abraham in, in chapter 12 We don't see Abraham You don't see Jacob, the grandchild of Abraham Leaving with a good bank account He doesn't have any money to his name He doesn't have a retinue He doesn't have his wife He doesn't have children He doesn't take his friends with him His Facebook account, nothing Jacob is completely naked he's got nothing with him except his stick and a lot of fear and he arrives at a makom a place that word becomes very important here he arrives at a place and he rests there he kind of makes his bed there for the sun was setting and he took some stones from that makom from that place placing them under his head and he went to sleep in that place the fourth mention of the word makom place many of us know how the story continues he has a dream and in the dream he sees angels going up and down on the stairway to heaven and he wakes up and he says to himself wow I didn't know it this is the place the Makom and God was in this place Manarama Jacob has a revelation this very place that he has been sleeping in is the place of Shara the heavenly gates and then Jacob takes the rock that he had placed under his head and he pours oil over the rock and anoints it as an altar and says this is the house of God this rock becomes a permanent monument to this moment and I will return to this place and the rest of tomorrow morning's weekly wisdom the entire parsha will be 20 years of Jacob's life until he finally arrives back where he began And so this dream, which comes at the precipice, at the interstice between the familiar and the known and his home and his absolute dislocation and then eventually his further alienation until he finally arrives back where he started, this dream and some of the pieces of it are so important. So the first thing I want to lift up, and then we'll come right back to it very quickly is in the Torah where every detail matters, every mention of a small detail is relevant. Why would the Torah tell us that he took a rock from the place where he was and made it into his pillow? And why does the Torah have to tell us that he took a rock from the place? Why' does it say he took a rock? we know where he is that if he's going to bring a rock it wasn't that he schlepped a rock from back where he was and jacob the torah will then tell us took a rock out of his satchel and placed it not the rock from the place but a rock from where he came from no it's of course a rock from where he is where other place would that rock come from that's one thing that's odd and then the second thing of course is what's the meaning of the dream Now, generally speaking, for those of you who are not up on dreams in the Torah, here it is, very quickly. Dreams in the Torah are two types. One is, God will appear in a dream and tell you something you need to know. Or secondly, there will be a dream without God, as it were, but with symbols that represent something that God wants you to know. Of course, in Jacob's dream, both of those things happen. First, he sees a stairway leading to heaven with angels going up and down, and then God does appear to Jacob and promise him that he will be with him. The Degel Machaneh Ephraim, the great, illustrious Hasidic master who was the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, Rav Moshe Chaim Ephraim of Sudilakov says, The meaning of the dream is this, and with the meaning of the dream that the Hasidic master teaches me and you, I want to understand Jacob's, not ladder, but his pillow. The Degel, this Hasidic master said, you know what the meaning of the dream was? why Jacob was given a vision of a ladder with people going up and down, with angels going up and down, it was to say to him, life is about ups and downs, Jacob. Life is impermanent writ large. This moment, you'll be on the bottom, and the next moment, you'll be on top. One moment, you'll be at home, and the next moment, you will be far from home, and it will turn over and over again. Even angels, says the Degel, or even righteous people, as he says, they know the secret of going up and down life. They're baki'im biratsova shov. They are experts at running and returning, of going up and going down. Learn that lesson God is saying to Jacob in this dream. Learn the lesson that even angels, even those who are refined, those who are the greatest, even... The biggest people that you know had ups and downs, disappointments and success. And the sooner you come to that realization, Jacob, the sooner you will understand that this journey that you are about to embark upon is a journey that is alchemical for your soul. You'll be given much lead and be asked to make of it gold. Much will be given to you that is difficult to metabolize, but your job will be like the angels to not just expect going up, but also going down. Angels go up and they go down, and it keeps going like that for as long as you live and breathe. Each breath and inhale and exhale is up and down. Even traumas, even the jagged and cragged painful stones that may have once been the altar upon which your father Isaac was bound as Sharon said maybe even that stone upon which your father Isaac was bound maybe even your experiences as jagged as they are might one day become the prop might one day give you the comfort necessary to know that without it you would never have dreamed without that rock without that thing that you found in that place and turned from just a rock into a pillow you will never become the person you are about to be invited to become that very rock which no matter how much you would turn it it won't be comfortable it won't be cool enough It will wake you up twice in the night. That rock will be the bedrock of your capacity to see beyond what you now see. That rock will become an altar. You will anoint that rock. You will anoint that thing that nobody could have ever imagined would become a prop for your future, for who you are meant to be. That rock will become the symbol of your return home. Jacob's ladder will become Jacob's pillow. And without that pillow, there could have been no ladder. There could have been no capacity to learn what it is to fall and rise again, to rise and fall again, to enter the stream of what it is to be a human being, Jacob. the beginning of his coming to terms with his wounds, coming to terms with his deceptions, coming to terms with who he was and what he carried with him was to see angels rising and falling, to feel the rock beneath his head, to wake up and say, God is in this place, and this rock, this rock, Is an altar. This weekend is a Neo Hasidic Symposia, and Hasidism teaches a fundamental truth that spiritual traditions all over the world assert and affirm, which is that right here, right now, not some other place, not some past place. But right here, right now, we are very much in the presence of everything we need to do to wake up, to be here. Right here, right now. And so when Jacob was lying there thinking, I can't wait to leave this place. Wow, I can't wait till I have a full pillow. I can't wait till I have whatever it is that I'll have. He was reminded by that stone. That spiritual enlightenment, spiritual vitality, spiritual maturity is rooted not in a future and not in the past, but in the capacity to be here. So I'm thinking about that for me, for you. Where in my life right now am I invited to anoint a jagged, sharp rock? Something that I rest my head upon, but that isn't fully exactly what it needs to be, but that I might invite myself to see, oh, this too is grist for the mill. This too. And Jacob woke up from his dream and said, Wow. God was hidden right here in these rocks. May the source of light bless each and every one of us this Shabbat and in our lives to be able to say that. To build altars from the most amazing materials that we have been given. I'm going